Gennaro Rewind, hosted by Matt Namofsky. Hello NRL fans, welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namofsky, and welcome back to the Round 12 preview. We'll be going through all eight games, going through all 16 teams from Team List Tuesday, and breaking down what we think we'll see in Round 12 of the Telstra Premiership solo pod tonight. So we'll go ahead and get right into it. From Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane on Thursday night as the Brisbane Broncos hosting the Melbourne Storm. For the Broncos, Matt Lodge is out suspended for a week. That moves Reese Kennedy into the starting lineup and 18th man from last week, Tui Rabati, moving into the bench. Anthony Milford has had his third chance now in first grade this season. He'll replace the suspended Tyson Gamble in the halves. Kirby Farnworth is back in the lineup after being a late withdrawal last week, so Dale Copley moves back to the reserves. Katoni Staggs and Alex Glenn are at least a week away from returning. For the Melbourne Storm, Jerome Hughes is back after being a late withdrawal last week with a calf injury. That moves Cooper Johns back to the extended reserves. Kenny Bromwich is still at least another week away from his injury. So Chris Lewis retains the number six jersey uh, with Cameron Munster out. And Tom Eisenhuth retains the starting second row position there. Uh, Storm coach Craig Bellamy has uh, advised that Ryan Pappenhausen is at least another three to four weeks away. So Nico Hines will remain the fullback. In this game here, hard to see anything but one way of traffic for the Storm. Up there at Suncorp their second home. You know, Brisbane improved, obviously got a huge win against the Roosters last week, but even this Melbourne Storm side, without some of their key players, it's going to be a hard, tall order for Brisbane to go too straight here. Anthony Milford, you know, the always maligned Anthony Milford, another chance in first grade. You know, probably the worst we can, he can come back to this week with a firing Melbourne Storm outfit. So if they do get uh, touched up again, you know, the, the Milford haters will be out to say, it is his fault. But, you know, he has got Albert Kelly in the house with him who had a great game last week, really controlled, had a great kicking game, 40-20 kick assist. So, look, there's things to uh, be excited for if you're a Brisbane fan. You know, we went into this season thinking it was going to be another year in progress to try and work out what you have here. But there's been some good signs from some of the young guys in this team. I think Herbie Farnworth has definitely taken a step forward. Jermaine Asako has locked down that fullback spot. And you see uh, Jake Turpin, you know, they've brought in a couple of guys to try and take some minutes off him, but he's retained the starting spot there and has been playing really well. So Brisbane, you know, they'll keep going here. They've got Pengai Jr. in the forward pack to try and aim up and have a bit of muscle there next to Payne Haas to try and take on this formidable Melbourne Storm outfit. But yeah, anything but Melbourne 13 plus here seems pretty hard. You know, the last time these did, teams did play in round four, that was the Pappenhausen four tries in 11 minutes. Nico Hines, probably not going to hit that, but I do expect a big game from him. Jerome Hughes being back is a huge in. You know, Chris Lewis had a very good game at 5'8 next to Cooper Johns, but, you know, a guy like Jerome Hughes, who's probably the second best playmaker in the comp this season, uh, will alleviate a lot of pressure off Chris Lewis there. And Brandon Smith, the cheese, you know, running around a dummy half there in place of Harry Grant. So Melbourne in this one pretty comfortably. So we'll see uh, if... Brisbane can, you know, keep their form going, keep it close, or if uh, Melbourne's ridiculous try-scoring, point-scoring form will stay intact there. Second game, the first Friday game from Queensland Country Bank Stadium. It's the North Queensland Cowboys hosting the New Zealand Warriors. For the Cowboys, a few changes. Cohen Hess returns from a head knock injury. He'll replace the suspended Jason Tomololo at lock. Uh, Hamizo uh, returns in place of Conley Lamelu, who has a broken thumb out for six weeks. 
You've also got Lachlan Burr, who's suspended, and Francis Moller, who failed their HIAs. They're going to be replaced on the bench by Peter Holler and Corey Jensen. For the Warriors, Reese Walsh retains the number one jersey, so Roger Tuivasa-Shek will stay on the wing. Tom Curran is at least another week away. Uh, and we've got a slight positional swift here. So Bunty, Afoa, and Ben Murdoch-Masilla drop back to the bench. Kane Evans and Jack Murphy will start in their place. An interesting one here. Could go either way. Jason Tomalola being out is a huge out for the Cowboys. Uh, but, you know, the return of Colin Hess and some of the younger guys on their bench can really propel them to a result here. The news that Tom Deaton is in talks to get an early release from Brisbane to take up his offer with the Cowboys will be a huge in. Uh, you'd think he was sold straight into that number seven jersey in place of Jay Clifford. So we'll keep eyes on that one to see if that does eventuate this week or next. But in terms of this game, Valentine Holmes is the form player in this matchup. You know, he's, since he's moved to fullback, has been on a ball of a tear. You know, the four packs doing the job as we've spoken about. Tom Gilbert and Jordan McLean have some good go forward in the back rows of Shane Wright and Mitch Dunn get the job done there. So this Cowboys pack is just, you know, Todd Payton's got them humming at a at a pace that they can really get a couple of results here. Going to the Warriors side, all about Reese Walsh here. You know, the wonder kid has just proven that he's class and, you know, some of his performances, you know, you're pushing a guy in uh, Roger Tuovasashek who's won a golden boot, won a Dally M. He's now on the wing to, you know, to accommodate that. And that's really impressive uh, that the Warriors, you know, can move out a guy like Tuovasashek and bring in a guy like Reese Walsh there. So, very interesting to see how this one goes. To me, I think this will be a battle of who, which halves do play better, Drinkwater and Clifford versus Nick Rima and Harris Davida. I think the forward pack and the back line do kind of cancel each other out, but this is all going to be about which of the halves can really take ownership of the game, who's got the better kicking game. And, you know, in terms of Cody Nick Rima, he's a running game. When he gets on the ball and can really start running and dictating the defensive line and how fast they have to rush up on him, that's when Cody plays his best footy. So I do expect the Warriors to get up here. I will go the Warriors, even though it's away from home, and I normally do take the home team in a 50-50. I think the Warriors just have a little bit too much attacking flair for this Cowboy side, minus Jason Tomalolo stirring up their middle. So we'll go Warriors here, but again, I think this is going to be a very hotly contested game. Can easily see, you know, high 20s uh, coming down to the last couple of sets, but, you know, Reese Walsh, Cody Nicarima, Harris Davida, I do love that combo. It's starting to get a little bit of form there. And you've seen Roger Tuivasa-Shek, you know, a lot of people think he was going to get wasted on the wing. He's coming in being able to really shore up a middle and take a run here and there to get the team out of trouble. So that's exactly what you want to see as a Warriors fan there, improving consistently. Two coaches that were much maligned at the start of the season, you know, both didn't go off to the greatest starts. Nathan Brown has a bit of reputation around him that we spoke about on this podcast and obviously Todd Payton with the slow start. But they're both rounding in a bit of form here. They're trying to get the exact 17s that they want and they're starting to get a bit of results there. So we'll go Warriors here in a close one. The second game on Friday from Bankwest Stadium as the West Tigers hosting the St. George Illawarra Dragons. For the Tigers, James Roberts is back after four weeks on the sideline with a pec injury. So he moves onto the wing. Tommy Talao moves into the centres to replace the dropped Joey Leilua. Jake Simcoon has also dropped off the interchange bench. So Tom Amone takes his spot on the interchange bench. For the Dragons, a couple of forced changes. So Josh Kerr will miss a week after entering an early guilty plea for a shoulder charge. Tarek Sims, who just finished serving a suspension, will take his spot there. Paul Vaughan moves back into the starting lineup. So Pawasa Fwamasili moves back into the interchange bench. And Daniel Alvaro, uh, last week's 18th man, gets promoted onto the interchange bench. Cody Ramsey and Jaden Hunt are both named. 
uh, even though they failed HIAs, so they are fit to play. And Max Fiegi has been ruled out for due to his HIA. So Brandon Williami moves into the wing slot for him. It looks like Jared Beal has also been called up, so he is now going to be playing his first game in the NRL in a couple of years. And Matt Dufty is still a couple of weeks away from returning from his shoulder complaint. This is a tough game, probably the toughest game of the week to kind of pick here. Two teams struggling for consistency and form in 2021. To me, it's all about who's going to score the most points here. I think a t- uh, Dragons team without Mark Dufty just lacks points and lacks creativity. Tigers, you know, not the greatest defensive team, but can still put on a score. So I'm going to go the Tigers here in a pretty highly scoring game here, you know, somewhere around that 32 to 22 mark. Uh, but, you know... I think it's such a huge loss. And we've seen it this year, especially with Charles Nickel Klogstad and Matt Dufty injuries, fullback, you know, even if you don't have one of the best one or two in the comp, it's still such a vital position. And then the drop-off between a Charles and a Caleb Aiken and a Matt Dufty and a Cody Ramsey is very telling to me. You know, a lot of times Matt Dufty likes to swing around the park on a bit of a backline play, throw that long cut out to the winger, you know, sniffing around the middle of the park with his forwards trying to get some offloads and some over-the-advantage line. You saw Cody Ramsey do that last week uh, before he did get taken out with a HIA injury. Had that one big burst through the middle. But to me, it's all about ball in hand. And Matt Dufty is very underrated as a ball player. Able to swing past, you know, Ben Hunt and Corey Norman on those swing plays and really attack. And, you know, if there's a, a wing combination that isn't really defensively sound, Matt Dufty will catch them out more times than not. So it's a huge out right now. You know, they do get some truce back in their four pack. Paul Vaughan and Tarek Sims in that four pack. I really like Billy Burns, uh, the other edge rower. You know, he's a really, you know, runs a very, very nice line, defensively pretty sound. So, you know, I will watch out for him in this game as a super coach option as well. I uh, could definitely see him getting on the end of a couple of nice balls. But to me, this is all about the Tigers, you know. I think Adam Dewey, named in the centres again, he'll have to come in there and find the ball. Just one of those playmakers that, you know, needs to get his ball, his hands on the ball. Not all the time, maybe, but, you know, pick his spots, pick his moments. To me, Dane Laurie, you know, he's had a couple of breakout games this year, but I think this will be the one where we all kind of go, oh, Dane Laurie, you know, he's here. Uh, similar to what we've done with Reese Walsh in the last couple of weeks. Dane Laurie, again, very soft hands, can link up with his uh, playmakers and likes to sniff around the ball. So to me, he's a young man, hasn't had much first-rate opportunity, but he's going to really show his worth this week. So we'll go Tigers, you know, around that 10 to 13-point victory here. They'll just outscore them. And, you know, if Matt Dufty was playing in this Dragons game, I think I may, you know, switch the tip and go for the Dragons, but I think it's a huge out as we're starting to see with some of the fullbacks this season. So, you know, the four-pack does match up a little bit more in favour of the Dragons, in my opinion. I think they've got a little bit more diversity in their four-pack, a little bit more punch. But again, if you're just talking about who's going to score more points, I think we have to go with the Tigers here. So we'll go Tigers. First game on Saturday. It's the Penrith Panthers hosting the Canterbury Pankstown Bulldogs from Bluebet Stadium in possibly the massacre of the season. The line, the line has opened up at 35 and a half to the Panthers. Ridiculous numbers. A dollar one favorites. Bulldogs out to $26. If you've got a cheeky one or two dollars, you might as well slap it on the dogs. You've got nothing better to lose because we've never seen a, a line like 35 and a half. It does kind of tell you that the two teams are going in different, different areas here. Bulldogs all season have scored 130 points. Nathan Cleary has scored 140 in a, in a game less. That just kind of tells you the level that Nathan Cleary is playing on. He's outscoring a whole team on his own with a game less in hand. So this Panther side, you know, obviously no Dylan Edwards, uh, no Kirk Capel in this game. So we'll go quickly go through the changes here. Kirk Capel has accepted a one-game uh, ban for his crusher tackle. 
So we've got Moses Leota moving back into the starting lineup. Liam Martin moves into the second row. Edwards, again, is out with due to his hamstring injury. So Stephen Crichton stays as the fullback. Paul Momorowski partners Matt Byrne in the centres. For the Bulldogs, Jack Hetherington and Josh Jackson uh, return from suspension and injury. So that moves Sia Manafanai back into the interchange bench. Adam Elliott moves into the 13 in replace of Chris Smith, who is also suspended. Jackson Turpane returns from injury. He replaces uh, the suspended Sione Katoa at dummy half. Dallin Watins Lesniak is named under a bit of an injury cloud. And the last changes there, Corey Waddell and Renoff Tony have moved back into the extended reserves. So again, not much to really say on this game. It's going to be a bit of a massacre. It's going to be similar to what we saw at the start of the season. Do the Panthers want to play with their food a little bit and just kind of, you know, go through their plays, open up their playbook to kind of, you know, things they've been working on in training, use it in the game. You know, does Cleary get a rest? That's kind of the, a lot of teams this year when they have been blowing out teams have, you know, been pretty cautious. You've seen Melbourne, you know, in some of the blowouts, Jerome Hughes has sat on the bench a couple of times. You know, Damian Cook early in the season when the Rabbits were rolling, he got a bit of an early break. Tommy Turbo, famously since he's come back, has had a couple of 65-minute games. Nathan Cleary has played every minute so far besides when he got HIA'd. It's going to be a big uh, story here to kind of say, when does he get a rest? You know, he's going to play through origin here. He, very soon he's going to have to get a bit of a, of a break here because, you know, he's playing great footy and, he, like I said, scoring tries, setting up tries, but he does need a bit of a break soon in my opinion. So if they've got this in the bank by halftime, if it's similar to the Rabbits last year and it's something like a 30-6 to six at halftime, you rest him. you got to do it because right now, you know, Tyron May, he will play a bit of uh, footy over the origin break, you'd think. Him need to come in and have a bit of an extended run here. So, um, yeah, the, the Panthers. You know, super coach, if you've got Stange, you've got Toto, you've got Burden, Momorowski, you play a more captaincy on a lot of them. Uh, and for the Bulldogs, you know, I think this is all going to be about pride. How close can they hit this game? Can they score a couple of tries here? Because, you know, Trent Barrett's got a very tall order here. The team, you know, getting some truth back. Topany at nine, I actually don't mind it while Marsh King is in there. Adam Elliott, Josh Jackson, Matt Dury in the back row. You know, some, some potential there. Luke Thompson, one of the form props in the game. And, you know, look at the back line. Nick Kotrick is starting to find a bit of form since he's moved to the Bulldogs. Aaron Shop and Nick Meany on that edge had a couple of flashes last week. So, you know, there's it's not all doom and gloom for the Bulldogs, but they've literally rolled in to Bluebet Stadium at the worst possible time. 11 straight for the Panthers. They've got a guy who's playing arguably the best footy we've seen in the opening 11 rounds of anyone in the Tulsa Premiership um, since we've all been watching it. So... Going to be a very, very tall order here for the Panthers. Um, it's going to be a bit of a whitewash if you ask it for a tip. Look, it's easily Panthers 13 plus is obviously the easy money, but if you're talking about, you know, how far this can go and you want to pick a line, look, 35 and a half is a nice number to start with. Um, you know, anything Panthers plus 40 to me, I think. We saw last week, you know, they've they've finally really started to turn it on and put the, uh, the foot on the throat of a team, you know. People were talking about how this was potentially going to be a a prelim review in the Panthers and the Rabbits last week and the Panthers kind of laughed in everyone's face to even think that was possible. So I think the Panthers are going to be a bit of a mission here to really match Melbourne's point scoring here. Uh, so we're going to go Panthers plus 40 in this one. Move on to the second game on Saturday. It's the South Sydney Rabbitohs hosting the Parramatta Eels from Stadium Australia. 
For the Rabbitohs, Cam Murray and Jacob Host return from injury. So Liam Knight and Jaden Sewer have been relegated all the way to the reserve. So a couple of huge outs there, uh, force, uh, non-force changes there for Wayne Bennett. Josh Mansour, uh, he has a head knock, so he is out. Tane Milne returns to the wing. Jai Arrow has been promoted to the starting prop position. So Tom Burgess has been relegated to the bench. Uh, Jed uh, Hame Sele joins the bench and Jed Kyright misses out. So you can see there that Wayne Bennett has swung the axe there pretty viciously. For the Eels, a couple of force changes here. So Regan Campbell-Gillard, uh, he's taken an early plea for his high tackles. He'll miss one game. Oregon Kafusi moves into the starting lineup and Murata Niakore returns from his suspension on the bench. Dylan Brown has one more week to serve on his ban. This is a very interesting game. As a Parramatta fan, I'm very nervous about this game. A Wayne Bennett coach side getting touched up. Uh, a lot of changes. And the changes that Wayne has made, you know, Jaden Sua and Liam Martin have not played their best footy this season. So he's been pretty uh, adamant there. I think Josh Mansell is pretty lucky to be out with an injury. I think he would have been out on form this week anyway if he didn't get injured. So, you know, looking at this Raiders, uh, sorry, this Rabbits uh, team, they're very close to full strength. Now, Kim Murray there. Is a huge inclusion. You can tell Damian Cook, who'd had no runs last week, missed his running buddy in the middle. He just gets over the advantage line and put, puts his head through the hole, makes it very easy for Damian Cook to really decide if he wants to have a dada dummy half. So it's going to be very interesting there. Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds. You know, since Adam Reynolds has uh, signed with the Broncos there, we're waiting to see that, that classic combination come back from early in the season. This is a good chance, you know, Parramatta, not one of those really up and in defensive lines. Does like to give them a little bit of room to attack. I can really see a sweet play of Reynolds, Walker, and Latrell at the back. Really trouble Parramatta here. And Cody Walker could dart over for a couple very easily, in my opinion. For Parramatta, they got humbled against Manly. We've said it all season. A Parramatta pack that gets a little bit punched in the face by a defensive opposition really does hurt them and does uh, bring out the worst in them. You saw what Sean Kepi did to Nathan Brown last week. Really took him out of his element. Uh, and, you know, Marty Tapao, Paseca just kind of ran over them. So to me, this is all going to be about this Parramatta four-pack. I love Oregon Kafusi getting a run at prop. He's been very underrated off the bench this year. He gets his first run next to Junior Paulo. That could be a very nice up one-two punch up front. You know, any four-pack with Papali'i, Madison, and Brown is always going to be formidable. To me, it's going to be about the minutes. They all had time off the park last week. They try to really integrate Bryce Cartwright into this team after a hot start. But to me... Someone like Maddo needs to be playing 80, even Papali'i. You know, guys, that once they get in their groove, they can really punch. You know, Papali'i starts on the edge, moves into that four-pack rotation. Maddo on that edge can just lock down 80, no doubt. So it's just going to be very interesting to me to see how we're going to uh, shuffle this four-pack. Nia Kore coming back. No, it would not shock me at all if Wanga Blake moves back to the interchange bench at some stage. Um, Nia Kore had a very nice partnership there with Blake Ferguson before his suspension. So I would like to see that bit of rekindled. And Jacob Arthur, you know, he's not going to be there next week. We all know Dylan Brown will walk back into this side, but I thought he has made a pretty good account of himself in the two games. So Mitch Moses needs to kind of stand up here and be the lead playmaker. Had a down game last week. So it'll be very interesting to see how Parramatta bounces back. But I do think the Rabbits in this one, you know, I'll be tipping them. A uh, bit of a prediction. Look, I think Rabbits can put a bit of a score on here, but Parramatta can go with them. So somewhere around that 28 to 24 mark. But I've got Cody Walker penciled in for a double here. I think this is the Cody Walker game. You know, origin just around the corner, the kind of last real impression uh, for any of these five A's to kind of let Brad Fittler know that they're still around and they're, you know, can do a job for him. So 
to me, this is all going to be about Cody Walker kind of linking up with Arno Reynolds, having Latrell as a decoy at the back. Uh, so Cam Murray, Cody Walker, and Damian Cook will be the danger guys. But Parramatta, obviously, they had the, that huge loss against the Dragons earlier in the season. They bounced back with a thrashing in Canberra. So look, could go both ways, but we'll go with the Rabbits here. Last game on Saturday, it's the Sydney Roosters hosting the Canberra Raiders from Cent- Central Coast Stadium in Gosford. For the Roosters, Victor Radley suspended for five matches. Angus Crichton suspended for two matches. So with those changes, Isaac Liu moves from uh, lock to prop. Siwa Takiaho moves into the starting prop position. We've got Nate, Nat Butcher who will move into the starting second row with Daniel Fafida moving into the bench. Josh Morris returns from his back problem. So Sazawali moves back into the reserves. For the Raiders, Jack Wyden and Josh Hodgson are returned from suspension. Jordan Rapana returns from his hamstring injury. The big news that George Williams has been granted an immediate release on compassionate ground so he can return home. So Sam Williams retains the halfback jersey. Tom Starling will start in the nine with Hodgson on the bench. Semi Valame makes way for Jordan Rapana. And we've also got uh, Sia Soliola who's been moved to the bench, which moves Hudson Young back to the reserves. And Brad Schneider also drops off. To me, this is a, if you look at this Raiders season, you know, picked for the grand final by multiple people, you know, perennial top four, weren't going to move. The way that Ricky Stewart has kind of lost this team, and, you know, that could be a harsh statement, but to me, you know, George Williams leaving is a huge out. Sam Williams will come in there and do a job. But the way that they're shuffling this forward pack, Hudson Young in one week, out the next, starting one week, bench the next, reserves the next. Solely all the same thing. You know, they've got to get a bit of consistency here. Josh, Josh Papali will have to move into this pack at some stage. Um, but to me, they've just got to get some consistency. And they've come up against, they're coming up this week against a Rooster side who were humiliated last week. I think if any Roosters fan that you ask, there was no, they were the better team or we got blown out of the game. You know, you just got embarrassed. And, you know, they've had a tough season with injury, you know, trying to battle through some of the suspensions they've now got. This is going to be a very telling game. If the Roosters come out here, can really put a number on the Raiders. Uh, it will kind of confirm that the Roosters are still in there, you know, with the punches changed for the Premiership and the Raider season's kind of falling apart in front of us. So in this game, you know, to me, this may be the James Tedesco show again. Against these lesser opposition, he's really trying to put his stamp on the game. You know, it's pretty clear to see Sam Walker. He's an 18-year-old, you know, under 80 kilo. He's getting thrown around a bit, but he's obviously got an injury. He had an injury early in New South Wales Cup. He's been playing through it. To me, we need James Tedesco and Lockwell M to really stand up here and, you know, shield Sam Walker. He tried to do a lot last week. Obviously, we talked about the intercepts and the, the, the errors in judgment that he did play with. This has got to be the full pack needs to stand up. I love Hargreaves and Takayaho in the front row. They can really stand up to this Canberra pack. And then you've got James Tedesco who can play on the back of them. So Joey Manu and Josh Morris as the centers, they've got to come in and get some work done for the guys. You know, Tupu and Ikevalu will do their job from the wing. I have, I have confidence in the in the Roosters here turning it around, but to me, what type of Raiders team are we getting here at the Central Coast? Is this going to be a Raiders team who have just lost one of their star signings uh, for a, a consecutive seasons? You know, John Bateman going home, George Williams now going home. What can Ricky Stewart do here to fire them up? He's going to be at training in the in the film rooms with these guys, talking, saying, you know, this is a kind of nearly a last stand. We're getting there. You know, they've lost their top eight position. They can't keep losing contact with the eight there. They've got to keep rolling here. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see how they go on here and really put a dent here. Jack William, uh, Jack Wyden 
and Josh Hodgson are huge ins, Jordan Rapana as well. So they're very close to full strength now. They've got to really stand up here. And, you know, you're catching the Roosters, you know, some could say it's the worst week to catch them, you know, after being belted and Trent Robbo getting them up. Or could this be the start of a slide for the Roosters? And, you know, the Raiders can really capitalize here while they're down with a couple of suspensions to key players. So, look, to me, it's the Roosters in this one pretty comfortably. You know, anywhere from that 10 to 16 point margin, they'll do it pretty comfortably. I think this Roosters team has lost the ability to blow teams out without Luke Keery and some of their stars, but they can do it pretty comfortably and kind of coast home to the end here. So Roosters, but, you know, this is, if I had to pick probably one game to watch this week just for storyline to see if some of my thoughts are conveyed, this is definitely the one. You know, I want to see the Roosters, how they bounce back after that demoralizing loss to the Broncos. And I want to see just what type of team this Raiders team is and, is Ricky Stewart now on the hot seat? Is he now in a position where he may now, you know, does he see the season out? Is he there for the start of the 2022 season? These are all going to be storylines. I could really start seeing played in the media starting as early as this round here. Two more games to go through, the Sunday games. The first one from Coffs Harbour, we've got the Sharks hosting the Titans. For the Sharkies, they've got a suspended trio of Hiroti, Dugan and Wilton. So Herodi's uh, place will be taken by Ronaldo Milotalo, who returns from injury. Teague Wilton will, will be uh, replaced by Sia Talakai, who returns from his four-game suspension. And we've got Jesse Raymond, who is back from an eye injury to fill the vacant spot vacated by Josh Dugan. Sean Johnson returns from his uh, hamstring injury for his 200th career game. So Chad Townsend, who was signed with the Cowboys for next season, has been dropped to the reserves. And we've also got Andrew Fida, who is back on the week. So Billy Magulius makes way there. For the Titans, one huge in Dave Fafida returns from suspension. So that pushes Bo Firma back to the bench. Sam Stone out of the lineup. Patrick Herbert returns from a calf injury. So Isan Mars' return to first grade has been short-lived. Ash Taylor is amongst the reserves again um, as he returns from a hip injury. In this one, you know, again, similar to the Tigers and the Dragons, two teams struggling for inconsistency, trying to get a bit of form here. You know, the Titans can score with anyone. You know, the defense is there lacking uh, opportunity there. But for the Sharks, we say it all the time. They bring teams down to their level, uh, make a bit of a dogfight. In this game, you know, they've got some players back. I like Raymond and Mulatalo and Johnson as all big ins for them. Uh, you know, they can really lock down that right side. And, you know, if they have, depending on who plays what edge of the field, you know, if they could have Nakora running off SJ and having Mulatalo finishing off some tries, you know, there could be some points there for the Sharkies. You know, it's a neutral ground at Coffs Harbour, so they're not playing at Jubilee and they're not playing at the Gold Coast. But, you know, every time the Titans have played this year, uh, minus that Bronco game and Dave Fafita has been in the lineup, he's done some great things. So I'll be going for the Sharks in this one, personally. I just can't trust the consistency of the Titans this year. You know, it's a 50-50 game. We favour the home team. This isn't a home game. But to me, you know, this, this Titans side's on the brink here. And, you know, they've got to win. So people might think that's a bit of an outlandish comment, but they're about to go into origin and they normally don't get touched up in origin uh, due to rep duties. Tino, Fafida, possibly Mo Fodawaka, possibly Jared Wallace. Um, you know, these are all guys, possibly AJ Brimson. These are all guys that may be missing during origin. So if they don't get a win here, they could go a couple of rounds here where some guys might get rested. Uh, so it's origin duty. There's a real chance here where they could be down on troops for the next couple of rounds. So this is an important game. They really need to fire up here. But I think this is a more critical game for the Sharkies. Able to get the win there in Golden Point last week against the Dragons. A bit of a must win. 
you know, I love the combination they've got right now. I think they've picked their best one, nine, seven, nine, and six. So Kennedy, Moylan, Johnson, and Braley. I do like that as their as their standard uh, spine. I like Jesse Raymond and Mortalo coming in there. This is to me just looks like a more rounded Sharks team. And I think SJ, you know, he's come off that injury. He's going to be fresh. You know, he's still working his way back from his Achilles injury. But Matt Moylan was the star of the show last week. Really soft hands, floating across the field, looking every bit like the player the Sharks thought they were getting from the Penner of Panthers way back when. So I'm going to go the Sharkies here. I think the forward pack will cancel each other out. You know, if Dave Fafita may have a lot of pent-up aggression, does that mean he wants to come out and have a bit of a, you know, make some big tackles and might get one wrong, go to the bin? Who knows here? So the new rules are, you know, a guy like Dave Fafita, we always thought, you know, if you come off a break, the forwards will be ripping and tearing, ready to go. But, you know, with these new rules, you may not want that because he might go in there a little bit heavy on a tackle and, you know, get it wrong. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But I'm going to go the, the Sharkies in a close one here. Low scoring again, in my opinion, somewhere around that 20 to 14, 20 to 12 type of game. Uh, but we'll give it to the Sharkies just because, again, I do like Matt Moore and Sean Johnson. I think they can strike a bit of a partnership. And they're on a bit of an audition for next year uh, to see who the Sharks do want to re-sign. So, you know, we'll go Sharks in this one, but it would not surprise me if, you know, by Sunday I pull out the app and I switch that tip, uh, seeing it, how how these two teams line up and some of the results through the weekend. Last game of the round from McDonald's Joe Stadium in Newcastle. It's the Newcastle Knights hosting the informally Seagulls. For the Knights, Caelan Ponga and Bradman Best returns to their huge ins. Kurt Mayer moves to fullback. Phoenix Crossland uh, uh, moves into the halfback slot as Blake Green has announced his immediate retirement. Semi Siagi uh, makes way out of the 17 to return for Bradman Best. For Manly, Curtis Irinen returns uh, via the interchange bench for his first game in since round one, I believe, uh, due to a knee injury. So Kyle Lawden. Uh, retains his spot in the second row, but there may be a positional switch there uh, on the run-on side. We got Sipley and Carl Lawton, who did both ex- uh, escape suspensions due to their uh, contacts last week. And we got Dylan uh, Dylan Walker and Kieran Foran, who are not expected back until at least round 14 after the bye there. Hard again, hard to go against this one in the inform side. The Manly Seagulls have been on a tear since Tommy Turbo has come back. Um, just look like a brand new team. The the lease on life some of these players have got since Turbo's coming to this side. You know, you look at a Jason Saab, Harper, Garrick in the back line. Josh Schuster looking very classy at the six end. I think all Manly fans are very happy now. You know, Kieran Foreman was a nice story to come home and a bit of a stopgap, but you've got your your future number six there. If you want to move him into the second into the second row later on or at a pinch, you can do that as well. He's just a very classy player. The way he's linking up with Turbo. You know, everyone thought that DCE and Turbo would strike up their partnership again, but Turbo's loving going to that left-hand side and really swinging off Schuster there. And it's creating creating great overlaps for Garrick on that edge. Uh, really loving what the Manly Seagulls are doing. Their forward pack, we spoke about it last week. It's just performing such overs right now. Paseca to Powell, Kepi, who's been great. Gerbo uh, has had a lease on life since his brother's returned. This is and simply off the bench has been an unsung hero. So this manly pack will keep rolling. I have no doubts about that. More interesting on the Newcastle side to see how they kick on now that Kalen Ponga and Bradman Best are back to their best attacking attacking playmakers there. I still think to me this the problem is this four pack. You've got to get this four pack right. You know, I'm not sure whether the rotation of minutes and Watson on the bench, Barnett in the middle, Lockham Fitzgibbon on an edge. I don't know whether that's all good. 
you know, does David Clement need to, you know, have a couple of stints like Marty Tapao and uh, Takiyahu on the bench, come on for a bit of impact once the sting is out of the first 20 minutes of a game. I want to see Adam O'Brien really change up because he's kind of sticking firm right now. And again, similar to the Raiders, they can't really be in a position to, you know, be sticking in and, you know, hoping for the results to turn. I think he's got to come in here and, you know, again, it's not, it's not bad if, you know, Daniel Clemmer goes to the bench and uh, Jacob Saifidi starts, you know. All it means is you're impacting Clemmer at a different part of the game. He's still going to play the same number of minutes. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what Adam O'Brien does here. Kurt Mann, obviously, never want to see him back in the fullback jersey again. Uh, he got caught out a couple of times last week. Kalen Ponga is a huge in. The battle of the fullbacks here, I'm going to be giving it to Manly, even though it's in Newcastle. I just think Manly have too much class. And you've seen what Turbo has done for this side, has really steered them around the park. And just, you know, in attack, in attack especially. You saw last week when Parramatta tried to get a bit of a roll, you know, a couple of times they got a half break and Turbo just ripped in in defence saying, you know, to his outside guys, you've got to do better than that. And that's exactly what a guy like Turbo can do. You know, he's a leader. Uh, he's a voice that everyone respects in the locker room and on the field. You can just see that he just gives them such momentum and such confidence when he's out there. So Manly in this one, you know, 13 plus is, is the bet I would take here because I think, you know, anytime Manly's not playing one of those top three sides, uh, you've just got to back, back in the ridiculous scoring and potential that this team has got right now. So we'll go Manly there. And that'll do it for a short and sweet preview, guys. We'll be back later in the week. Got a couple more podcasts to release. Uh, we have released our Supercoach five-round check-in, our second one of the season. We've also got our Origin Queensland teams that will be up tonight or the night before you're hearing this. So thanks for listening, guys. Have a great day and hear from you soon. Cheers.